Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, aka the Gargoyle, and joining me tonight are Adam and Eric. Say hello, guys. It's a me, Adam. Hello. <laughs> I can't do that. It just needs to be epic. I'm wearing my uh, my Paper Mario t-shirt because I'm so proud to represent something that this movie so, you know, craps on repeatedly. <sighs> this movie is awesome. I'm not saying it's not... Uh, well, okay, I'm saying it's a pretty terrible <laughs> movie, but... <laughs> this but, terrible piece of crap. But it's I mean, terrible anyway. because it's terrible, but it's it's even worse because it's, it's not even faithful to the Mario series. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No. So, to paraphrase King Koopa, what I love, you know what I love about this movie? Hmm. It's awful and it's awesome at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like sitting in a vat of mud. <laughs> All the way up to his chin. All yeah, the way up. He was... Also, I played in mud a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. as I assume both of you did, because, mm-hmm. you know, we live in the South. Yes, of course. Have you ever seen mud? Like the mud that he was in? It was very, like... Like pudding. Put- like yeah, chocolate it was, pudding. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, putty-ish, yeah. almost. Yeah, like almost clay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. liquid kind of, clay. Maybe it's primor- primordial ooze. Yeah, since they're the alternate dimension spinoff dirt. Maybe dinosaurs or whatever. His is. city is so dirty that the dirt is cleaner than the city. I I guess. I mean, he is an environmentalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love the poster. Yeah, I love the poster with the chainsaw. So with the chainsaw, yeah. because that is very clearly a reference to um, tech. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Mm. It's great. Yeah. I love it. We were speculating as we were watching the movie about his political career. And first of all, who did he run against? And then second, like, was there even a choice? Do the people love him? Is it like Putin in Russia? Are we going to get hacked if I start talking about Putin? Should I, like, drop it right now? Because, I mean, you know, they have have ears and eyes that can spot this stuff. That might be good for the podcast, though. You might get the podcast. (laughs) That's true. That's true, yes. Yeah, Yeah, you might. You, you know, might get so, the wrong kind of attention, but sometimes when I'm looking at the uh, yeah, stats, no such thing as bad publicity, there are some from Russia. That's so okay. Well, there you go. Interesting. But yeah. yeah, but he does remind all of us of another certain politician that is currently uh, popular in America. I don't know if I would use the word popular. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Popular you know, ever po- present. Maybe. I don't think he. he well, popular. Popular. popular <laughs> 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 say he, he has a dedicated following much like this movie has a dedicated following and it is not the general understood mainstream appeal but um people actually like this movie some people so i have we even said what movie we're talking no, about no we haven't i don't think we've got yes. no, so, <laughs> in case it isn't clear uh we're talking about super mario brothers because Bros. this year, Brothers. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Bros. <laughs> the frat boy version of Super Mario Bros. Yes. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, uh, because it is the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the release date was, I want to say, like three or four days ago. Recently, I don't yes. like looking it up. Um, but it's the 25th anniversary, and I, I genuinely love this movie. So yes. I, w- I want to start out there. Uh, yeah, I want to start off by reading a, a little recap on the back of the DVD box for everyone's listening pleasure. So, uh, this is this is my favorite statement from this overly amped up description of the entire movie. Blast off for non-stop excitement with Super Mario Bros. All in bold, Super Mario Bros. The live action thrill ride that dazzled moviegoers everywhere. So, what moviegoers were dazzled by this, and can we say that they were dazzled in a positive way? Because I don't know that I can attest to that. It it, it is one of two things. Yeah. Either it was like in Chicago, Richard Gere, you know, singing Mm -hmm. Got a Razzle Dazzle, so it was (laughs) just just distracting them with Bertha. Uh Yeah, sure. Or 
uh, the X-Men, the, the Dazzler, came in and she just like blinded everyone. <laughs> and she's like, all right, there you go. Yeah, I'm going with that. I, I was I blinded. still like to think that the word dazzled on the back is a typo and what they meant to say was dazed. Because <laughs> they did not, the audience did not know what they were getting themselves into. Going no. Into this movie. <laughs> they were dazed? No, it's supposed to be an L. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. But it could have been trans with an L. They could have had a Japanese a- translation to be faithful to the American, you know, <laughs> the American version of the company that produced it which by the way let me just go on a tangent for a second this entire podcast (laughs) okay yes I'm going to take a tangent in this pipe for a second (laughs) so why in the world if you are going to create a movie would you name it Mario Brothers if you don't intend to even follow anything of the series itself? You kept some of the names. You have a few of the musical things. You have one, the only thing that's okay. Yes, yeah. the only thing that's really faithful end, to this movie uniforms. is the Bob-Om that's really small and is wearing Reebok suction shoes. <laughs> I mean, freaking A. Why are you going to create this thing and put the Mario stamp on it? When it's not a Mario thing. And it's about Luigi for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sorry, we I get a little fired up at home. And this angry. is fantastic. I get a little fired up about this. I'm sorry. Especially because before we started recording, you're like, I'm not gonna go on all like all these tangents. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna be talking about how it's drained from the source material. <laughs> You know, I'm, okay. I'm just going to talk about them. Just like, yeah, Apparently, right. I'm just that podcasting snob <laughs> that has to address the source material. Well, this is honestly like part of what I find really fascinating about this movie is it's like, how do you get from Super Mario Bros. Brothers? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Okay. In this case, Super Mario Brothers, the video game uh-huh. where you have a very brightly fantasy-esque, brightly mm-hmm. lit, like colorful Mario plumber jumping on mushrooms and eating mushrooms and going into pipes and saving princesses and castles to this very like Blade Runner, yeah. Mad Max, dystopian uh-huh. science Which, fiction, alternate dimension. All right, so so think about like uh, some of the movies that are coming out now that are allegedly like kid based, mm-hmm. but being made by adults. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They do not meet the source material. So, mm-hmm. like, think of the G.I. Joe movies. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those movies. They're not good, mm-hmm. but they're fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I, Much like those movies. Right. Yeah. Sort of. So, like, when I watch uh, the G.I. Joe <laughs> movies, I don't, especially the first one, I don't watch it as G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. I watch it as, oh, sweet, the dude who made the Mummy movies made something with snake eyes. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. You're saying you think this is a good movie. You've said this repeatedly. I do not think that it is a good movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that. Let's, let's I clarify think that it for a second. It is an amazing movie, okay. and I absolutely love it. Okay. There is there is a, a, a love story. There uh-huh. is danger. There's yeah. alternate universes. Uh-huh. There are explosions. Yeah. There are strippers. Yeah. There is uh, Big Bertha at the Boom Boom Club. Yes. This movie is a masterpiece. You know, and I'd like to clarify, they are literally strippers. They, According to yes. John Leguizamo, they hired actual strippers to be in the Boom Boom Club scenes for this family-friendly yes, this, kids movie. This children-inspired game had to be authentic to the source. Yes. <laughs> the Obviously, stri- there are strippers uh, in Mario. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. When you describe it, it sounds like a great movie. It's not. It's not a great movie. I think objectively speaking, we can say it's not a good movie, but it is, in my humble opinion, a very enjoyable movie. Not necessarily for the reasons that yeah. most people enjoy movies, yeah. but it's just like 
it's one of those movies where you watch it and there's just so much crazy stuff mm. happening and so many things that don't actually make any kind of logical sense and <laughs> yes. you're just sitting there staring at the movie and all like how did this happen how did you get yes. here like so what am I watching and why it sh- is it so hilarious and it entertaining? It sure left an impression on you. Well, it's very I, entertaining. I do want to say, uh, all right, so I I watched this movie like two months ago. Mm-hmm. I have watched this movie recently. Uh-huh. Before that, I probably hadn't seen it for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid thinking that it was terrible and absolutely hating it. Mm-hmm. When I saw it a few months ago, I'm like, you know what? I genuinely like this movie. Like, no irony. Mm-hmm. I might have been exaggerating a little bit when I called it a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot. I genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> so with the 25th anniversary, I was like, oh, guys, we totally have to do an episode on this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I was genuinely excited about it because it means that I got to watch it again. Mm-hmm. There is no irony in my enjoyment of this movie. Yeah. I want to know how did you, how did you find out this is the twenty fifth anniversary? Did you mark it on your calendar, <laughs> or did you, how, what other person is keeping track of this film? It's like, hey, by the way, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Super Mario. Social Bros. media is a wonderful slash terrible <laughs> thing, and uh, yeah, like people posted those twenty fifth anniversary. I'm like, oh, awesome! I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Or care but now i do (laughs) i mean as soon as you find out it's a milestone a quarter century all of a sudden your opinion of something just rises i mean it it just happens so like all right so it's now vintage this might be a slightly longer tangent which can get into a much uh, different conversation not so much about the movie Mm -hmm. and i know that if there's anyone out there listening that i might catch a little bit of flack for this but whatever i enjoy bad movies and getting flack for saying that a movie is bad I don't mean that in the sense of like, oh, haha, I could have done better. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. But like movies that would be low budget or most people would make fun of or like those general types of movies that people do not think are good, I have a genuine appreciation for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. things like Troll 2, mm-hmm. which are just god awful terrible, mm-hmm. they're so amazing and so wonderful. And so it's not like I enjoy it because I'm laughing at it. Mm-hmm. It's just you can't help but laugh at some of the stuff. Well, and I think. Like, I think it's Pauline Kael is a film critic, famous film critic from back in the day, if you were like me and you're a movie nerd and you like to follow certain film critics. But she said something like, you can't appreciate great art without being able to appreciate great trash. Mm. And I think that, like, I'm totally with you on that. Like, I love bad movies. It's so much fun to, like, see how a film can totally break down on, like, a fundamental level Mm. and in a way that's really enjoyable to me. Yeah. Just like see, how, like, and just think, how did this happen? Well, and not even like the intentionally bad. So like Sharknado is fun in its own right, but that is an intentionally bad. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> a tornado of sharks. Yeah, I feel like it's not really the same. Like it loses a lot of its mm-hmm. charm in a way if you're like intentionally yeah. trying to create something that's I think it has bad. to be in the right atmosphere though. Like I'm not gonna sit at home and watch a movie that's bad and find enjoyment, but I would find a lot of enjoyment watching it with a group of people. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it's situational. Like Napoleon Dynamite is a terrible movie. Well, you might think it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible movie when you're watching it by yourself. But the first time I saw it was with a group of eight people and it was so weird and just so strange that by the end of the movie, people were just dying at this awkwardness mm-hmm. that is this movie. And, and people who have watched it by themselves have said, no, I hate that movie. But everybody's watching with a group says, I love that movie. I think that's there's kind of a communal thing too. It's kind of like why movies Movies like The Room and Rocky Horror Picture Show have become these like big midnight movie mm-hmm. extravaganzas and they like tour it all over the country and they've like become these hugely profitable mm-hmm. 
things, even though they're really not great, is because watching it with a group of people is so enjoyable. Yeah. Well, uh, to Napoleon Dynamite, I would say, like, I think the first time that I watched it, I did watch it by myself, and I enjoyed it. But I could relate to some of those characters, or I knew some people who were like them. Mm. So I think watching it with a group, if you're not one of those people, someone else is, or mm-hmm. they know someone like, oh, ha-ha, that's totally like so-and-so mm-hmm. they know. And so like they start laughing because <clears throat> they can relate to it, which gets other people to start laughing. So I think that if you can relate, mm-hmm. then it is funnier, so the more people, the more likely to relate. Uh, yeah, you know, things like Rocky War Picture Show, even that like it wasn't made to be trash mm. you know like it wasn't made with the intention of mm. oh haha Maybe. people are gonna laugh at this and it's gonna be awesome and like i grew up watching mystery science theater you know i i love mystery science theater not just because i thought that uh the people making fun of the movie were hilarious <laughs> but i also really enjoyed the movies that they were watching and so like maybe that was part of my appreciation mm-hmm. for it is sure. it's okay to enjoy something that maybe it doesn't have the best quality mm-hmm. and, it's okay to laugh at it, but like you still have to respect it. And and I think that's part of the thing with Mario Brothers. I wouldn't put it nearly on the same scale as like The Room or uh, Troll 2 or... <laughs> Troll uh, 2, huh? God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Troll 2. <sighs> I need to, we need to do that. It is now. amazing. Mm. It is... But we'll do a double feature with uh, the documentary Best Worst Movie and Troll <laughs> 2 because okay. it, it really adds that appreciation. Mm. So with Super Mario Brothers... I wouldn't quite put it on that same extreme of just, mm. it's terrible. But it, it's laughable. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were watching it, we were laughing through the majority mm. of it. Yeah. But to me, it wasn't making fun of it, mm. even though at times we were making fun of it. Sure. It was like I was laughing because I genuinely like what I see on the screen, and it's just fun. Some of it is actually like kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it, like it was intentionally meant to be funny and it was and I laughed at it. Like mm. the uh the pun Luigi's pun at the end is fantastic. <laughs> How she made an impression. Yeah, after so she much. shot into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and the and and of continuity, they kept that impression there whereas other parts of continuity they didn't, such as somebody gets their head shrunk <laughs> And then the floor is absolutely clean. And then all of a sudden we go back, Koopa's strapped in, and then a guard is slips on this primordial ooze that looks like dino excrement mixed yeah. with vomit. And it just appears out of nowhere. It's never addressed. Well, obviously Toad, uh, you know, released his bowels after standing up. <laughs> sure. By the way. While fully um, clothed. Well, you know, yeah, that's, that's how you do. <laughs> he had a shoot. He's yeah. just been walking around the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that? That's why he's dancing. He's not actually yeah, moving the music. He's just very uncomfortable. He's just working out of his legs. Yes. So, uh... We, we probably should say we're going to be jumping all over the place with this. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any necessary uh, consistency in what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be tons of spoilers. So if you haven't seen a 25-year-old yes. cult classic, question yes. mark, I would... Cult-ish classic? Yeah, sure. It, there, there's a dedicated following. I, I don't know if I would say that it's a cult classic so much as like someone considering a cult. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? They have some really good ideas. <laughs> like, I this is the wanna... this is the Kool-Aid you should drink? Right. Okay, no, yes. Like... <laughs> Wear these shoes because this is going to make the movie better? Yes. Okay. Uh, ton- we're going to get into spoilers. We're going to be analyzing it. We are probably going to make fun of it a little bit, but for me, mm. it's not out of like uh, any sense of superiority or like, mm. ha, I am so much better. Mm. But 
out of it a genuine this makes no freaking sense whatsoever sure. <laughs> it is ridiculous and I love it for it it's always for hardest me. on the ones you love yeah exactly for me it might be a little I could have fun. done better but I am not going to uh <laughs> I'm not going to say that I would have done this. I just, again, this goes back to my larger issue with the movie industry in general and how the video game industry can make great adaptations of movies that have been on there. But the movie industry does horrible adaptations of video games like Street Fighter. I mean, (laughs) and it just, I don't know if they're trying to create something that's not there because the video games some of them inherently don't have a, a set story mm-hmm. or if it's just that they feel like their story isn't good enough so we need to go and take what everybody knows and loves and we need to just change it because this is what audiences really want and in the case of this movie those who came to watch a Mario movie walked away I don't know if horrified is the right word but dazed and confused and not dazzled no they or, were dazzled they were well, dazzled <laughs> well, you know that's a, that's a perspective Mario is an yeah. interesting case first of all Mario is I'm pretty sure Super Mario Bros. is the very... <laughs> we'll call this one Bros, Bros, and we'll call the video game Brothers, so because so this is going. not an adaptation. This is the very first video game adaptation mm. ever. Um, yes. So it's kind of interesting because these, the screenwriters, all 10 or 15 of them, however many there were, there are only three credited, but it went through many, many drafts. I wonder who they had to bribe to get their name off of this movie. <laughs> Instead of trying to get credit for yeah, the film, they're like, like, please take no, my name this will off ruin this. me, get it off. <laughs> um... Where's it going? Oh, so the, like the people who wrote this movie were kind of in a unique position. It's like, how do we take this video game, which is an interactive medium mm-hmm. with no real storyline and turn it into a film with fleshed out characters mm-hmm. and with a plot? Um, and it's interesting because I discovered this wonderful resource because called the Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> He's keep, keep slipping up names. Yes, yes, please don't. Super Mario Bros. Movie Archive, and it is an exhaustive archive of so many things about this movie, and it is absolutely. It fills my heart with joy that this even exists. Mm-hmm. So it's smbmovie.com, and it's like these two guys who are love this movie more than anybody ever involved in the production of it. I've gone through, they've purchased props from the movie and taken pictures of it and uploaded it. They've got like deleted scenes and all these different, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Like they've interviewed tons of people from the production. There are eight different drafts of the script on there, which is pretty fascinating because the movie, when it was originally written, was very much more of like a straightforward kind of fantasy, like princess, Peach or Daisy or whomever has been abducted. Brothers go into this like Wizard of Oz-esque fantasy world that's all bright and shiny and there's dancing and singing and it's very much faithful to the video game in a way and it has the same kind of spirit as the game. Um, But then those writers were fired or whatever <laughs> they moved away or like they, they found somebody else and, and, yeah, they yes. <laughs> and then they brought in sobered up <laughs> yes they brought in the people who were behind Max Headroom and then they sort of didn't really have any interest in making a Mario movie for some reason and they just threw their own ideas at it <laughs> and it's gone like I said there's, there were so many different drafts of the script and they had already put like so much money into this film that they're like you know what we just need to roll with it and get this out there so we can try to recoup our money so in a way it's the- don't you mean <clears throat> Recoupa their money. Like fungus on you. <laughs> watching this movie is interesting, but I almost think that like the story behind the production of this movie is almost, if not more, fascinating than the movie itself. Just like to see 
how you went from this video game and how it just totally snowballed into this like complete mess mm. of a movie. And on the website, they interview the writer Bennett something. Is it Peter Parker Bennett? Peter Parker Bennett. Parker yes, Bennett. Peter Parker Bennett. Peter Parker Bennett. Yes. Spider Man Bennett. That's right. Parker Bennett. There's like yes. this lengthy interview on there where he goes into like the details about how he was brought on and how when they finished right like they met with the directors in a room and they were spitballing ideas and just throwing whatever they could at the wall and to see what stuck and <laughs> goomba excrement goomba excrement and then like they basically just came up with all these different ideas and didn't really see them through to the end and really flesh them out and then the writer's like okay go make a script and they just totally threw everything but the kitchen sink mm. and well really and the kitchen sink all the different pipes and everything <laughs> into the film Yes, let's tighten it with this pipe wrench. And then they were like creating the, they were creating things for the movie while it was being written, even though the draft wasn't really finished. And then the movie went into production and the script wasn't finished and they were still writing it while they were on set. And he, like Parker Bennett talks about how they went to the set just to see like how things were going, look at the set. And and then like, they're like, thank God you're here. We need you to start cutting things out because we are way (laughs) over budget and we need to figure out how all of this is going to work. But we need to make sure to keep in that pizza. Scene. But we have it's, to keep the pizza. <laughs> yes, yes, that is they were vital. I'm 100 percent convinced that Dennis Hopper is like, you can cut anything you want except for this damn pizza line <laughs> because this is gold. And I'm sorry, I don't know what the rules are on swearing on this uh, podcast or whatever. I have yeah. no rules. <laughs> so I would be more interested in them kickstarting a Much documentary like the movie about this had than no rules yeah. on what you're gonna, yeah. what they're gonna put into it. I would love to see a documentary. Like, it would be fascinating. They're talking about trying to battle for the rights to create a comic book to make a sequel to this movie. That's what you brought up earlier. Yes. But I think they would have much better luck kickstarting a documentary on how this movie went you wrong. Know, I actually think that there might be a a documentary is there movie. really let me hold on it would be on the website i'm sure so i'm sure while, while you're looking that up uh i want to go back a little bit adam to what you were saying mm-hmm. about like why can't you make a good movie based off of video mm-hmm. i think that a lot of it like you said is just there's not quite that same narrative but mm-hmm. also you can do so much in a video game and then it's hard to do that in a movie, especially in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you can make Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. You can make Oscar-winning movies in 1993. <sighs> so, um, I, I want to ask you, though, do you think that it should have followed the video game more closely? Like, obviously, you do, mm-hmm. based off of everything that you said. Sure. But think about fanboys. Uh-huh. Think about people where if something, like, isn't quite right... Like, they get all up in arms, just, this is wrong. They mm-hmm. should have done... By straying really, really far, mm-hmm. you kind of separate the, like, oh, no, he's supposed to be wearing pink, not blue. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like by taking it so far out <laughs> yeah, of it, like then this... it's like, you know what? Here is the source material. Mm-hmm. We have adapted the source material to create mm-hmm. our own story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you have modern-day uh, mm-hmm. retellings of Hamlet, or sure. how you have, yeah. you know... Um, it kind of like how West Side Story mm-hmm. is a retelling of yeah. Romeo and Juliet, yeah. where it's here's the source material, we yeah. like it, but mm. now we're going to do all these other things to make yeah. this. But because we're mm. taking so much from the source material, mm-hmm. we kind of have to, you know, like actually yeah. <laughs> use the the same names. Yeah, I honestly like hearing you talk about the <clears throat> the Wizard of Oz fantasy, and I'm trying to think in my head how this would work. 
There's only like Mario is singularly focused, as is Bowser, King Koop, whatever you want to call. I'm gonna capture the princess, and I'm never gonna like kill her. I'm just gonna put her in a tower somewhere or have her fly around in my airship, and then he's <laughs> gonna come and rescue him. And that's like the whole premise of the entire thing. And Mario de- takes different paths to get there. He might be wearing a frog suit one day. Uh, maybe Luigi's coming on in a cooperative way. Maybe he's got a blue toad instead of a red toad. But it's the same thing. And hearing about it in Wizard of Oz, I honestly think that if we're if I'm being really honest that I'm upset because they say this is Mario, they market it as Mario, but it it really doesn't follow any Mario. Like they tried to pull the Mario people in by using the name brand, but I honestly think a Mario movie as a true adaptation of Mario would probably have been pretty horrible. Maybe it would have been interesting in a 20 minute short, uh, because I used to watch the Mario Brothers show where you had the horrible oh, yeah. live action thing and then you had it's the cartoons. Netflix, I think, yeah, kids watch it uh, yeah, and I tried awesome. watching that recently. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, I used to love watching yeah. this as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I tried rewatching it just like, oh my God. Yeah. This is. It's actually really horrible. Yeah. Ooh, it is. Like, I almost special. don't want my kids to watch it because I'm like, I, you guys need to you yeah. watch it. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> I think yeah. that, and that is a more, much more faithful adaptation of Mario, and it's bad. So if we're, if I'm being honest, I don't think it would have turned out better. I'm just mad that they that it's like the you know the 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 wolf in sheep's clothing. Like this is not Mario. Right. And I mean I, I know that I've said this a lot, but if you just take the Mario label off of it, mm-hmm. it's not a bad 90s yeah. sci-fi. I, at one place it's described as cyberpunk. Yeah. But without the mm. cyber. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, or really the punk. I mean, yeah. well, kind of the costumes the and stuff, I guess. They have a couple of computers. The shy guy bondage <laughs> yeah. and stuff. They, I love that they're running all in electric cars. Like, that's very progressive. That's they cool. have a environmentalist aesthetic, but without <laughs> the cyber. Yeah. Um, like, if you take Mario off of that, it is not a bad movie. Yeah. You know, they, I would much rather watch this than mm. Judge Dredd. Yeah. Even though I <laughs> yeah. also love Judge Dredd for very different uh-huh. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just so confused. And and I guess they did start on the path. <laughs> he never wears his helmet. But I mean, honestly, right. had they had the Max Headroom people from the beginning, they might not have even done a Mario movie. Like they might've just scrapped it. And it might've actually yeah. been a better received movie and it might've done better because people aren't walking in expecting this and getting this. Right, I think that with this movie, it's just kind of, it's one of those things where it's like the studio like studio intervention and it's like it started off as Mario and then they had to stick with it and mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's one of those things where it's like I think Nathan you totally hit the nail on the head where it's like if it wasn't Mario it would be probably much more well received maybe not well received in general but also I feel yeah. like it would have been a, a more coherent story too because mm-hmm. it's like they had to rush through the production of this film because they were going over budget and there were just like so many headaches in terms of like when they were making the yeah. film. And that, force Mario elements in when it clearly didn't fit. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's one of those things where it's like, this is one of those movies where they really like, it was like. <laughs> of course. Why'd you have to ruin I was on a, I was about to make a good point. <clears throat> It's like it's one of those movies where it's like they kind of shot it and they didn't really know what they had until it was all edited together mm-hmm. and they just kind of had to find the movie in the process. It's like the we'll fix it in post mentality. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just can't. And, and the technology clearly was far more limited during mm-hmm. that time. Other than, but it wasn't. Uh, Jurassic Park well, came out the same time. Well, yeah, but that was still a cutting edge film. I mean, it's like they didn't necessarily have the same. And also, if Jurassic Park is like a Steven Spielberg 
Universal Studios production. Mm. Like this is a Mario movie with this was made Max by Headroom the same people. people who made Max Headroom. So I mean, which got canceled. Well, <laughs> well I think that what, what I was trying to get is I think the budget for this movie is probably a lot smaller, and they had to go with a lot mm. less. Yes, the computer generated imagery in this film is not exactly great, other than the disintegration, which yes. they clearly. It was clearly so great that they totally lifted it for mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War because it looks just like yeah. the special effects on Avengers. It's amazing. Yeah. So with, with that, with the post credit scene, which Marvel Cinematic Universe obviously stole from this. Yes. Obviously. Um, we now know what happened. Major spoilers, by the way. Mm-hmm. So this is not just talking about a 25-year-old movie. Talking about Avengers Infinity War, if you've not yet seen it, major, major, major spoilers, just like skip ahead for about now two minutes now we know what happened to half of the universe they went, <laughs> they all went to a Dino different Hat. dimension yes they are they're not in the soul stone they're not they're, <laughs> they are all fighting koopa right now oh my gosh oh. i would pay so much money to see this movie oh we man. Need to make, this is the movie we should make yes I, Fan film right here. Speaking of awkward crossovers, uh, I was at Goodwill today and I almost bought it. I didn't. I'm kind of regretting it. There was a Star Trek uh, book, you know, the next generation, how they Mm -hmm. made however many thousands of those books. Yes. I I seriously think they just had a bot writing Mm -hmm. those. Just like, here are character names, here's some techno jargon. Totally do that. Just type it out. There was one where they went to Planet X. Hmm. Guess who's on Planet X? Tell us who's on planet X. The X-Men. There is a Star, <laughs> Star Trek, Trek Next X-Men? Generation huh. X-Men crossover novel. I am kicking myself that I, I cannot did not believe you did not buy this. Ha, wow. Yeah. Are they actually I'm not even X-Men? really a Star like, Trek fan. Xavier, bald guy with mental powers? Yeah. Well, like Storm is the leader of the X-Men. And yeah. How did they get uh, they, on Planet X? There, well, there was a little bit of discoloration, which was like, I don't know if I want to like bring this book home and infect all my other books. Oh, yeah. It might have been in better condition than what it seemed like, but yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Star mm. Trek Next Generation, X-Men. I, I'm kicking you for not buying that too. I, I want that. Now Here's what I want to know. Yes. Back. Is this when Jean-Luc Picard becomes Professor X? Oh, oh man, this is very interesting. They are so similar. I wonder, yeah, is he like is he like floating around with his Earl Grey tea? Yes. They're like very Captain's similar. Log. And I don't know if you know this, they are played both mm, by Patrick Stewart. Yes. This is... This, I don't this, know if this, 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 this interdimensional travel. I, I've known it, but in this moment, <laughs> my mind is blown by this amazing thing. This is this is better than when we say Koopa is much like Trump. Like, you know, my mind is more blown by this right now than, than dangly hands swinging oh, back and forth. <laughs> Little hands. Oh, man, we have to get it. We really have hands. to get into how much. This movie, like, has taken on a whole other, like, there's so much more subtext to this like that's so interesting to me mm-hmm. watching it now in the wake of trump mm-hmm. and seeing how much koopa <laughs> reminds me of trump like this movie is like a yeah. prophecy of sorts it seems like or maybe donald trump watched super mario bros and he's <laughs> like i'm gonna be just like that guy no, maybe <laughs> i i think that it's the other way around i mm. think that the writers were basing koopa off of trump mm. because you know you have biff in uh back to the future too yeah which like they I, whoever they is i forget if it's writers directors dude who mm. played biff yeah um but like people involved with the movie have said oh yeah like we Zemeckis totally um had yeah. him we had biff just 
played Trump, mm-hmm. like just straight up. Yeah. Well, it's pretty interesting. So let's like let's talk about he looks like him just with the hair. He's got mm-hmm. bad hair, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible hair. Yes, he's got he's a T Rex, and we all know that T Rexes have tiny hands. Mm-hmm. And he's like constantly putting his hands up like a T Rex, which yes. is such a brilliant, subtle little yeah. acting quirk that Dennis Hopper puts into this and, character. And if you say anything negative about him, he threatens to fire you. Oh or yeah, they said you. that one thing about him, and he just like totally jumps up like and starts yeah. clawing like, their eyes out. He I, will I, shrink I want, your head if you cross him. Before you move on. Tower. Before we move on to that, because I actually have a lot to oh, say. Oh, sorry, about sorry. He wants to get rid of all the mammals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me go back for a second to Dennis Hopper and his tiny T Rex hands. Oh, okay. How just brilliant that is, because it's not obvious. You know, because, like, how are you going to make someone look like they have T Rex hands? Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper finds a way mm-hmm. by just having his hands kind of at his chest. Like, even when he walks, he's kind of doing it <laughs> like sways. that T Rex sway. Uh-huh. It, it is just so brilliantly played. Can't mm-hmm. believe he did not get nominated for an Oscar for this film. <laughs> Further evidence of this being a good movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have really subtle things like that. So, are they to, intentional though? Because oh, I think that's oh no, he was oh, totally, totally intentional. Totally, that's that. that's definitely intentional. There's yeah. actually a well, lot the hand swinging, yes, but are the other one right. thing that I think is pretty that I actually would say is kind of in the prose column in this film is that there is a lot of really interesting attention to detail when they're like creating this universe. Like there's just so much stuff going on in the background Mm -hmm. that like it makes this world like pretty fascinating. Like I really want to learn, wish I could learn more about like Dino Hatton and because they really like put, I feel like the directors were really more interested in creating a world than they were in telling a coherent story. Yeah, like <laughs> a Mario one, story. Yeah, like, you yeah, have yeah. the one dude walking around with the boombox. Yeah. Uh, you have some guy walking around with sunglasses, mm-hmm. even though you never see the sun. Yeah. So this either takes place in one day, one night, mm-hmm. or like the sun has been blotted out. Well, no, you do see the sun. When they're in the desert, do you? there's daylight. Is there? Yeah. I think. I don't I'm pretty remember. sure there was daylight. Maybe there is. There, was. there is daylight. Yeah. So this is at least one day's worth of For like a really, It's yes. really strange because they go through the fungus when it's nighttime, and then all of a sudden it's daytime whenever Spike and Iggy show up pursuing them. Yeah. And then they fall in that pit, and then they make a deal. And then it's dark again. So like right after that. So it's like they rest. were they spent the entire day just sitting out in the desert, I guess. Just hanging yeah. out. Hanging yeah. out until like they... you do. Just waiting for things. And no no idea how they actually got back in the city. So not important. no real consistency to the plot of the film. Staying on how Koopa is like Trump. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm sorry, let's get back to that. But Koopa is a better person because mm. Dennis Hopper. Uh-huh. True. Yes. So he's also less reptilian the... than Trump. <laughs> exactly so you have that one line which is probably like the creepiest and just skeeviest line of the entire movie Mm -hmm. where Koopa is talking to Daisy and he says to her so fresh so clean and then he says something else and then uh, like it makes me cringe a little bit yeah there's definitely some like you know what they say about little girls not about women you know what they say about little girls. Mm. They never forget the first time they were kissed by a lizard. Like, why Whoa. Why did that line have to be, you know what they say about little girls? It's super rapey. It like, is. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> so, with, uh, with the head shrinking, and I was like, mm, we're going to come back yeah, to uh-huh. that. Yeah. The way, I, I think that part of the way that Koopa rose to power, mm. his army that he was building were de-evolved mm-hmm. people. They yeah. question his authority. Uh-huh. I'm not going to make any sort of comment about 
anyone who does support Trump. However, I'm, I'm just going to put that there. Mm-hmm. I am just saying that is a thing where part of Koopa's plan was to make people stupid to be able to follow him. Yeah. I should probably stop talking about yeah. politics. <laughs> You know, no, I think we should get it. Like, I mean, no, but seriously, like, this is something that's like absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. to me about this movie now. Like, in the wake of everything that's like, there are so many correlations between Koopa and Donald Trump. I mean, it's very interesting. Like, like he's got all the propaganda posters up. Mm-hmm. He's well, the president. He was he. Well, I, okay, let's also get to the fact that he was. He's got vote for Koopa stuff on, so he mm. was clearly democratically elected. Right. Yes. Yeah. Whenever he is vaporized in the end, everyone is cheering. Yeah. So it's like, where are his supporters? Were yeah. they? What is? But again, how does any right. of this make any the, sense? Like these signs that were up. So, yeah. um, along with the fact that there is a very clear homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, uh-huh. which honestly I can't remember at this point if mm. I've mentioned. Uh-huh. But I love the fact that uh, Koopa is an environmentalist where he's mm-hmm. holding a chainsaw, mm-hmm. which gonna get to the other two in a second <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense i'm an environmentalist i have a chainsaw yeah. which cuts down the environment you know and also there were no trees in the mushroom kingdom well, here's the thing he an environment he an change? environment doesn't mean trees an environmentalist means he's creating an environment. So he's creating a concrete environment that's <laughs> void of plants. But he has a chainsaw, but there is nothing to chainsaw. Yes. There is yes. nothing to cut down. Well, he's he, that's why he's an environmentalist. He's done his job he's well. Right. So he's an environmentalist. Uh-huh. Uh, there was the other one that said, like, what, Koopa the, is sensitive or Koopa something? Koopa the sensitive. Yeah, Koopa the, the sensitive. sensitive yeah. he's kissing a baby. Yes, of course. And then um, there was one that said Koopa for jobs or Koopa for better jobs. <laughs> oh, I, I missed that one. So the three like notable signs, mm-hmm. sensitive, cares about the environment, will create jobs. Yes. He obviously did none of those things. Yes. Neither did Koopa. Yes. I, I wonder <laughs> I wonder if it's like how Russia is, <laughs> where Putin's democratically elected, but there is a large number of people. Now, there are some very diehard dedicated followers, sure. much like this movie has diehard dedicated followers, but the general nope. population, yes, <laughs> would say that um, that they didn't vote for him. There's no way they can win. It's it's all a farce. So I wonder if this is Koopa is a farce or if there really is a competitor who just has no budget. Because the coins are Koopa coins. Like, can, can you withhold <laughs> yeah, Koopa yeah. coins from the other people who you don't want them to have it? I mean, well... Maybe the king was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, we haven't even no. really gotten into this. No. Like, so I didn't really think about this aspect of it. But there is a king. Yeah. And somehow Koopa has de-evolved the king. Yeah. How did it go from a monarchy to a <laughs> democracy? Quote democracy. Okay. And he's still called King Koopa, a fascist democracy monarch. And so, okay, yeah, this is very interesting. I never really thought about how Koopa has usurped the throne. Yet he's still, <laughs> there's still some sort of democratic process because yeah. he has these propaganda signs and he's trying to appeal to his voters. And it must have been who him clearly, that did it. He, who was yeah. elected, he was elected. However, everybody hates him, uh-huh. which he wasn't popular, much uh-huh. like Trump. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't know if you can say he's popular or not. He, he didn't get the popular vote. Yeah. So. He's, popular, he's popular with a select a select type of Democrat. Popular enough to yes. get a huge yeah. electoral college victory. So, but did like... H and huge. But did Maybe the modern... electoral college in yes. Dino Hatton, and the electoral college is simply just... So he's choosing then 
to make this democratic because he's in the monarchy? Or did the other monarch, the other king, have that democratic process? And are you a king if you're democratically elected? I mean, I guess you can be called whatever. I I don't know. But I... All right, so related to this, it's kind of branching from it Uh because... I actually have a lot of notes. We probably aren't going to get to all of them. Okay. Slash, we've probably already talked through most of them. Uh, King Koopa's plan (laughs) to merge the two universes and take over and rule both of them. Mm -hmm. Or the merged one, or whatever, however that works. There are so many things that don't make sense about that. First off, he can obviously already get through, because at the very beginning, you see him in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. when uh, Daisy's mom, like, just shoves him and all of this stuff falls on him so he was already in uh he was just randomly hiding out in that cave yeah i don't know (laughs) he was just chilling just like maybe she'll come by here (laughs) (laughs) i have a good feeling about this place (laughs) let me grab her with my tiny hands (laughs) grab her by the eggshell so the eggs by the cloaca which which okay and also just side note he dropped that she drops off this egg at saint Teresa's. yes and the nuns open it up and it cracks open and a human comes out and they're just like totally what okay that's fine we'll just raise this child not how did this all. how did this not test their yeah. faith yeah <laughs> uh, you see i thought they were Maybe. already in the alternate dimension when i saw Dude. this so this didn't I, it just didn't register how odd it would be as five nuns who are all listed as none on the credits not one none one none two they yeah, are none. none yeah but they, they, like yeah the they, how could this not be exactly like they I had never, to assume that this is like some sort of other I mean, yeah. like or like a spawn savior. of Satan. Maybe this is the Antichrist. Yeah, I mean, or yeah exactly. Like, like yeah, that's why they had to raise Daisy as like, as a good person. It would have made <laughs> sense if they had been the like world. shocked and awed, but still like, well, I mean, it is a living creature, so I guess we have to care. No, it's just like, oh, the baby. Yeah, and then like, she's like later on, she's like, I was raised by nuns. I didn't know my parents. Yes. Yeah. But the baby the, with this this weird crystal the, inside of the egg. Yeah, nuns were okay. Yeah, ignoring the fact that they raised a dinosaur, nuns were okay <laughs> with some girl being into like crystals, <laughs> like that's so weird. Anyways, <laughs> so obviously Koopa can get through the little dimensional uh, quicksand wall. Mm-hmm. So why didn't he just go ahead and bring all of his people over? Like, why did he need that meteorite to merge the two if he could already get through? And another thing too is when they actually put the meteor in and merge the worlds, only like a couple of Goombas and Mario and Koopa come through. Like, why did it just select them to like, I don't like, they just popped up and then like he de-evolved Scapelli into an ape. (laughs) An ape, yes. And then they get to go back and, and the audience was laughing at him. And yeah, yeah. they were laughing Like, at they him. weren't like, horrified that this person transformed into a monkey. They weren't running for their lives. Oh, no, they're laughing. And also, I love the running gag with Scapelli throughout <laughs> the movie. I don't know why. Like, Scapelli. Oh, He's yes. trying to thwart our plans yes. again. And also, it's, just, it's funny, too, that he was turned into an ape. And then, like, they went back and he was never turned back into a human. <laughs> so somewhere <laughs> off into the world as an ape. And people are just like... So I guess just, I guess this is fine with it. Something that yeah. we have to live well, with. And he was married too. Hopefully yeah. they don't have children or anything. Yeah. Like, I hope they have fun playing with the monkey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So so many questions. Well, another question: What was Lena's plan? Like Lena, played by Fiona yeah. Shaw, who yeah. is Aunt Petunia, mm. which just weird to me. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know if that's an upgrade or downgrade going from <laughs> Koopa to uh, to Dursley. She was but, spurned by. 
<laughs> Koopa, and then she's like, you know what? I'll do it myself. I will rule the world. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. if she was the one putting that meteorite piece back in, mm-hmm. was that just going to make her the ruler? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's going to fry her. I mean, yes, obviously it into- killed her. But oh, I don't understand man. how that was a thing that was supposed to make sense. And yeah. I also, like, I really, really want to know what his plan was <clears throat> when he merged the worlds or just the few people in Dino Hatton that managed to be gonna, selected by the He did the say stone. that he was going to like de-evolve everyone yeah. with his one piece. gun though. He yeah. had one de-evolution gun and maybe I guess maybe that's why he needed to merge the world so his de-evolution yeah. chamber would also come through but he still he just had to line everyone unless, up to sit him down. Yeah, unless we know chamber. he needed to line up all 6 billion seven, however many yeah. people in the um, world. But I love that that gun is never referenced beforehand. Like he just it just all of a sudden shows up. And I'm not saying well, that they they couldn't have had this yeah, gun, but why didn't well, he just use that on the Mario well, exactly what what well he did there was the scene where he's talking to the police captain guy for some reason because I guess the police captain is also his head of like technology sure tech, sure like, whatever development and uh, he's like yes the gun is ready now and it's like he was already trying to get the crystal first his gun wasn't ready like and now he's already <laughs> he's in the human world and he's just gonna shoot everyone by himself with his one gun yes <laughs> like can well, we I guess the Goombas had some guns. Can too, we talk about like... for a second, and maybe don't need to talk about it, but just mention the fact: the police, their guns shoot giant fireballs. Like that is their standard issue weapon. That wasn't the SWAT team chasing down the Mario Brothers. It was just like, oh, some people trying to escape. Here, let me get my rocket launcher. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they shot fireballs, but then in the case of like when they were in the vehicle and they were like had the cop cars on both sides of them they were just kind of shooting out flames that didn't even reach the car that they were literally touching <laughs> but yes somehow somehow when oh, the car slammed okay. on the that brakes yes it just they uh, I, no, the car put I like a force do field like i do like the fact fireballs. that you know in the video game mm-hmm. uh like that's what mario did he yeah. had the little fireball mm-hmm. so i feel like that was a nice touch. Oh, yeah. i didn't even a little nod that, to that i thought yeah. about that but yeah it, I, well and the fact that they have such tiny brains and they're interested with these explosives of fireballs <laughs> right you know like i mean obviously kuba doesn't value his people but does he value his possessions and the world around him because they could easily blow that up no not as long as he has powers he doesn't power he doesn't really care about what happens to his world although he, he also is fun. letting his skyscraper first let's talk about the fact that he has his little tower two towers <laughs> One of them is falling apart, and that is the one that he is in. He is in the one that is like, like, literally crumbling before your eyes. It's like the broken old chair. It you just never, feels they never comfy. even go into the. T- they never even go into the other tower, <laughs> which they missed a huge opportunity. And again, I don't know if I've already said this at this point because we have been so rambling. Yeah. They missed such an opportunity with the, your princesses in another mm-hmm. tower. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I, oh, they so could have gone into the wrong tower first. Maybe that was the intent, mm-hmm. and then they just. So I have a question. Mm. This can relate to the movie or to the game. Mm-hmm. What on earth were Mario's parents thinking when they named him the same name as the last name? <laughs> like it's not like John Johnson or yeah. Bill Williamson. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like Mary <laughs> yes. Mario yes. or Martin Mario, mm-hmm. you know, which would be bad enough. <laughs> Just straight up Mario Mario. What here's should we what, name our first? Here's board? what I like to imagine Mario. in my head when I think about this. There's the scene where they God. yeah, there's the scene where they like they're Mario Mario. I feel like the screenwriters are like, okay, this movie is called Super Mario Bros. Why are they the Mario Bros? If one of them is Mario and the other one is Luigi, if, that, unless their last name is Mario. That That's the is, only way it makes sense. It is addressed in video games. Like if you read the video game things, Mario is Mario Mario. 
Oh, it is actually in the video game? That I didn't know this. Is, I legitimately unless thought Unless I'm misremembering it. Unless I've got one of those, like, uh, uh, Berenstein Bears, Shazam type yeah. of things going on where it's not real. I I genuinely remember it being that Mario's name is actually Mario Mario. Mm-hmm. It, and Luigi is Luigi Mario. It's just one of those things where I feel like it's like the brand trumps the, yeah. the actual, like, any kind of sense where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, they have to be Super Mario Bros because you have to keep Mario in the name. Mm-hmm. But they can't be Mario Bros unless their last name is Mario. Mm-hmm. So let's just name him Mario Mario. Yeah. I think like, it could have been, like, Super this. Mario's brother. Yes. Like, just change the placement of the S. Yeah. Super Mario and the brother. A name so nice you have it twice. Exactly. I mean, that's all but you need. seriously, know. what were his parents thinking? <laughs> maybe they had been de-evolved. Like, maybe this <laughs> had happened and they were just like, Mario, Mario. <laughs> this is something they were going to address in the sequel that never Yeah, that, Yes, exactly. Although there is a sequel comic, we found out, on the, <laughs> the people who created that Super Mario Bros. movie archive mm. Which, were so fascinated with the like, potential... Of, the, of a sequel that they made a sequel comic that they actually can't release because of rights issues. And which felt a lot like Back Although to the Future. Although there are, there are, the pages are actually on the website. Like you can read the comic, but I guess they just can't profit off of it. Yeah. Since it's... I think, yeah, I think there is like fair use yeah. versus, I don't know, plagiarism. So, uh, in, in regards to uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. A few questions. Because you were just like, oh yeah, very Back to the Future like at yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say because of the because of the, the yeah the composer. Too. That's and why Alan Silvestri does the music. Yeah, and like there's a lot of notes I hadn't really picked up on that before mm-hmm. uh, tonight. But when we were watching, like, oh, Silvestri did Back yeah. to the Future. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like mm-hmm. there are a lot of times where it's like we need to get to the clock tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the de-evolution gun. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you you have Biff and Koopa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have Daisy showing up at the end, just like, "Oh, I need you in the future, past, current, present." Which the screenwriter says he del- like straight up lifted from Back to the Future. Like that's not a coincidence. Like he's like, "Yeah, we just totally went with the Back to the Future thing because we were still feeling optimistic about the film at this point <laughs> and wanted to keep ourselves employed by making a sequel." <laughs> well, here's what I want to know, which we all know that they were never employed again, really. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, after yo, this movie came out, yes. one of the writers who's credited on IMDb went on to do uh, "Now You See Me, Now You Don't." And mm-hmm. Men in Black and something else, yeah. which I've forgotten at this point. But here's what I want to know: that end credit scene, or not after credits, but just the end where it's just like, "Oh no, time for a sequel." That is three weeks after they returned mm-hmm. from the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. What possibly could have happened in the span of three weeks, where Daisy went from "I have to stay here and get to know my father" to like showing up all Rambo burned clothes, just Luigi, I need This you. is where the actual King what? Koopa supporters, the 30% or whatever it is, <laughs> show their up. faces and rose up and they're maybe. like reptilian but, supremacists. But no, maybe it's like, maybe it's like Narnia, <clears throat> where a day in Narnia is oh, like a small passing of time in the other dimension. So maybe there's that whole time travels differently. That could make sense. Could. Especially the fact that in the Mushroom Kingdom, all of the people there evolved from dinosaurs. Yes. But dinosaurs still exist. Yeah. So like you have Yoshi, yeah. which it's just weird to me that they have a pet of what like they are. Well, and they also eat what they are because when he's ordering yep. that yeah. damn pizza, <laughs> then, <laughs> he's getting pterodactyl hold, hold on the it. Enamel. Yeah, hold the like, pterodactyl tail and some other stuff. Like, there so are they people who have pet monkeys. I mean, and in cannibal. this movie, they're saying we evolved from monkeys. So isn't that in in essence the same thing? 
We don't eat monkeys, though. <laughs> no, that's true. We don't order pizzas with tails. That is true. Clue: Monkeys' brains is a Cantonese cuisine. So it's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. Going with other okay. game it's movie tie-ins. So yeah, but it just I and Temple of Doom. Yeah, yes, they eat monkey brain. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So okay, <laughs> moving but on yes. from that. So what possibly could have happened in those uh, yeah. three weeks, like? Uh, the world may never know. What What do you think happened? Like, if you were writing the sequel, yeah, what would you happen in the span of those three weeks? Well, I think one of those dingbats figured out how to use the revolver and somehow got in there and you mean a revolver. The, 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 <laughs> the revolver. The re-evolution <laughs> they, machine. They, they used a gun. They got re-evolved into whatever <laughs> superior being they once were, and then took over the other the other Koopa people or whatever. I mean, because all the machine and technology is still there. Just because you have a, a, a slime pus ball for a king doesn't change the fact that these shrunken head dinosaurs are still there. So well, first of all, he's not he the king is no longer some sort of fungus anymore. Like he just randomly, I guess somehow his yeah. soul maybe uh Cuba was the last horcrux or something. Yeah, and he, yeah. How does he just magically, he just magically uh, turns into a human? Yeah, they didn't tie that up. At that. So it's like maybe they had plans for his character or something. I feel like maybe. I like to I, I want to say that maybe he's gone <clears throat> mad from being fungus for so mm. long that it's infected him in some way and that he's like become a tyrant much like mm. Koopa. But yeah. he was helping Mario like he was they he were was helping that's true. He was, he was a sentient fungus. Yes. Which yeah him magically gave, turning it back into a human or a dino <clears throat> human whatever that's it's just weird. But in terms of like the Goombas rising up, they were celebrating too. Like they did yeah. the little dance number yeah. when Koopa died. But so. they also do anything you tell them to do. Like if they somebody just loves if, to dance, yeah. I mean, how did you mean, know that work? Yeah. I just everybody loves to everybody dance. Everybody loves to Obviously. dance. Everyone. So I don't feel like that would be a hard army to rally for your cause if you really wanted them to. <laughs> just hold a plate of raw Literally. meat in front of them and say, "Shoot that over there." <laughs> I think that Iggy and Spike did not have uh, quite the change of heart as they appeared to have in the movie. Mm. Oh, like good, I think yeah. that as they were there, it's like just you opportunistic. Know what? Yeah, I think mm. that because they had been evolved, yeah. they were thinking through, hmm, if we say no to their proposition, then they're just going to leave us here to die eaten by these tiny well, dinos. Well, Iggy and Spike are the focus of that post credit scene that we saw, and they're like, mm. they're talking about, what was it? They were they were like... I don't know, but they look very pimp-like. We missed the We missed the first little... Part yeah. where the Japanese businessmen were talking to them, but they're like, they're like, I hope they were asking if they could make super, a video game. Well, that's what it sounded yeah. like. It was, it was like, like the super they were Spike to, Brothers, super or whatever. Spike, yeah, they were trying to like name something. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like that. There's, I had really any point to that other than yeah, maybe maybe, maybe they did. They would have some sort of larger role over to like you know our world. Maybe and it, it looked like them. they were sitting in Mario and Luigi's apartment. Yeah, it like, did. It looked like they were in their apartment. So I don't, I don't know. That's just super. So weird. the trap has been set. They clearly were not in. The Dino Hatton world because yeah, it was yeah. somehow they got out. Yeah. Yes. How? Yeah. See, there's yeah. definitely something there because if they were able to get out, because they didn't get out when uh, Daisy was holding the stone, letting Mario and Luigi back out. So there had, there had to be something else. Yeah. I mean, hmm. she still had the stone, I guess. I don't know. And and again, the world seems to be hollow until the stone. Well, no, because they were able to get back in. So I don't even understand how the world is hollow and stone. How did she get back in, though? Because the way that Mario and Luigi got out, 
Yeah. Like, she was holding the stone, which formed the connection, yeah. which turned the rock out of solid mm. back into, like, quicksand so they can get through. Yeah. So if she had to do that for them to get out, she must have had to do that for herself to get out. Yeah. So it's like locking your keys in the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well whoops yeah i don't know because then she's that able would to be get the back sequel. through the it's wall like, oh, we yeah. can't get back through. <laughs> so i guess they're just gonna <laughs> whatever happened over there i guess they'll take care of themselves dude where's yeah. my meteorite what Eric, what do you think what do you think uh happened in that span of three weeks <sighs> i don't know i mean yeah like honestly i really feel like there had to have been some sort of i like i, I i'm gonna go with uprising Maybe the uh, pizza delivery guy had something to do with it because they really hammered on that pizza. Like Maybe they're setting up there. a sequel with him. The the pizza guy has something to do with it. He's like, nobody wants my pizza, so now I have to. Maybe that range. was Koopa's son. Oh yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, that's who he was able to rule uh, to order the well, he have, Koopa he special has family. I mean, we don't know if he has descendants or anything, but he definitely has some sort of family because Spike and Iggy were his cousins. That's right. So yeah, he might have eaten them. So maybe he has an illegitimate son somewhere. So I, I just want to say, uh, Spike, who was played by Richard Edson, was the um, parking garage attendant in Ferris Bueller. Don't care. What I care about is Fisher Stevens played Iggy, and he is hilarious. Uh, he was in Short Circuit, and that's probably the only other thing that anyone oh, yeah. would ever know him from. Hmm. But his comedic timing in Super Mario Brothers is just amazing. Like it. It's subtle. It's stuff that you're probably not going to be like, oh, you should win an Oscar for that. But like, he he is very, very committed to playing just the comedic, de-evolved mm. doofus. Mm-hmm. And it works, and he is hilarious, and I love it. Good. Okay, I think that maybe that's something we can get into. Let's talk about things about this movie that we actually like, because we've literally done nothing but bash on it, yet we talk about how much we love it. So We've talked about how uh, Dennis Hopper like, was just amazing oh, yeah, but, with, mm-hmm. his, uh, with his acting skills. That's Dennis Hopper, though. Like... I I love I love the animatronics that they did put in like uh, the Yoshi the harmonica player no Toad the harmonica player Yoshi the dinosaur like these are actually pretty well done animatronic They're robots really as good, far like, as what they did especially the, I was really surprised with the uh, the Goombas like the facial expressions mm-hmm. that they make were really impressive like they were seamless yeah yeah and it was fantastic the practical effects they did really well computer generated effects kind of crappy uh, yeah practical was great I I feel like there was heart. Like, um, mm-hmm. when Jess and I watched this before, when it got to the scene with Yoshi, both of us went, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so adorable. sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the, we, we touched on this already, but the world that was created, I don't know if that's the director or the art director, but I mean, it, it is a very well, like, plotted out. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel, when you're seeing it, like, you can, it's almost like you can sense what it would smell like. Mm-hmm. You feel the darkness, you feel the grit. I still have no idea why they have the Boom Boom Strip Club inside of the Mario <laughs> movie itself, but I mean, but it made sense in this world, so. Yeah, the production I, design yeah. overall is really fantastic. Yeah, like, so I strong mean, there. It is really... <laughs> Maybe the Boom Boom Club was supposed to represent the dungeon world in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a bit of the S and M ish type of costumes. Uh-huh. Yes. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh. Here's Ber- Bertha had lots of spikes. <laughs> yes. So maybe she was supposed to be like a red turtle. Mm. Maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What do you What do you explain the thong girl? What did she thong represent? Girl on the bar. Clouds. <laughs> 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 Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. And again, just the fact that there is a thong girl dancing on a countertop in a movie that's PG that was clearly meant to be marketed to kids. It's just like, why? Why? Sorry, we're talking about things we like. I apologize. Well, and this is... uh, Yes, you're talking about butts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is kind of interesting because, like, to go back to that interview I read with the writer, he talks about how, like, when they were creating this, they were imagining this as, like, this is the real-world version of what you see in the Mario video game. I may have Mm -hmm. said this, but... But he was talking about how like the video game could technically exist in this world, but it was more like as an idealized version of what you get. So mm-hmm. this is the real life, like gritty, this is how it is. And then and the game represents the fantasy of this place. And like he mentioned that the video game could exist as propaganda that Koopa has created mm-hmm. to like show what this world could have been. It's like the Wizard of Oz of mm-hmm. this world. Yeah. Well, and I really, really like that because that it's makes sense. Clever. And that I think, yeah, like the, it's mm-hmm. probably more to ex- like he mentioned that just to justify yeah. like yes. <laughs> why they and, went in such a and I mean, think about Super Mario Three, which yeah. is obviously a stage play mm-hmm. like that. There's been all kinds of uh, articles about that about mm-hmm. how you know that's even, true because they got like the, the curtains that open up. Yeah. 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 And the, the background is obviously props, you yeah. know, like it's not the actual world yeah. they're going through. Mm-hmm. So I, I think oh, that, that yeah, kind of makes so sense. And I can almost see if Mario and Luigi had tragically perished, right? that this is a world that Bowser could have created. There would have been, you know, obviously more turtles and, and actual mushrooms. But I mean, I, I don't think that's that <laughs> far fetched. So, all right, I'll give it that. Hold on, hold on. I have an idea. So maybe the video games really did happen, and it's, an, it's a historical document about like what happened, and then eventually Bowser or King Koopa, whatever, defeated him, turned into this dystopian world, and then Mario and Luigi from a parallel universe comes mm. through, and that explains why they have a plumber alert. Because they straight up, oh, oh, like whatever they show up, like they're like, that. plumbers. Like he's just straight up like we cannot have plumbers in this place. What is going on? Like he's plumber. They had a plumber alert, and that sent like the whole Goomba squad on like red alert. Like the universe had to equalize itself, so the original plumbers died, so new ones were brought up to supersede and come back. It is like, um, and then that explains too. Like the there's the whole like beautiful lush green of the Mario universe in the games turned into this huge desert and mm-hmm. then it was rebuilt in this one spot because he yeah. has a globe which is hilarious where yeah. <laughs> it's just the, one, like, the towers in one spot and then the rest is all desert yeah which well, is I mean, so funny that would make sense with Mario running around shooting fireballs yeah. and everything burning everything up yeah sure uh if that is the case then this movie is much more in line yes. with one of my all time favorite movies not joking, not saying this as like, oh, haha, um, which also has the historical documents. Mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest. Oh, mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest is so good. I absolutely love Galaxy I Quest. I have never so seen Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is the oh. best Star Trek movie. Oh, oh, my God. oh man. It, oh, there. Oh, you guys. There is nothing Quest. that I don't so love great. about Galaxy Quest. Man. It's legitimately like, I, like as a kid, I watched it and thought it was great or whatever. And then I remember watching it again as an adult, and I was like, man, this movie is legitimately a great movie. Like yeah. I figured it would just be one of those like kind of like with this movie, it was like you watch it and it's like, oh, there's some like nostalgia here. Then that's part of why it's so enjoyable. Yeah. But Galaxy Quest is legitimately mm. yeah. a good movie. It, okay, it is so amazing, and that has some of the historical texts mm-hmm. where. 
Um, yeah, this is a spoiler, but whatever. It's also like the entire point of the movie. So you'll know in about five minutes. Okay. Um, but there's a Star Trek-esque show. Mm-hmm. And the broadcasts of that have been intercepted by aliens who think that it is real. Uh-huh. So, like, they've modeled their ship after the ship on the show, mm-hmm. including, like, stuff that just yeah, doesn't like make any sense. like, they go abduct the actors to help them fight off that... I can't remember who the villain oh, is. Oh, this sounds they them fight off the villain because yeah, they think they're real. It is... And so they have so to kind good. of play along. Mm. Because I don't remember what it is. That, I guess, well, they're just stuck on a spaceship. They have no way to get back to Earth, so they have to play along in order to get back home. You have Alan Rickman as an alien. <clears throat> like, as a... Uh, He's like a Shakespearean actor, like, very serious actor trying to play this role that he kind oh, of regrets man. in a way. Like, yeah. Oh, this is great. You, okay. you have... So awesome. um, uh Oh, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. Sam Rockwell's in it. Her, yeah. Sigourney Weaver's entire purpose is to repeat what the computer just said. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Uhura. Where basically all that she said was like what was just... Oh, God. It's such it's a phenomenal so... like satire and uh, just a generally good movie on its okay. own. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, uh, yeah. Another oh, movie night is in order, movie. I think. Uh, I other it. things that we mm. love about Super Mario Brothers. Like the people in it. Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper... Uh, the other dude, uh, Fisher Stevens, Fiona Shaw, um, Samantha Mathis, who was in Little Women. She was, I think, like the littlest of the women. <laughs> I, I can't little, remember. Little, 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 little number three. <laughs> like, I, you have, uh, Eric, you pointed this out earlier, Lance H- Henriksen. You have Dan Castanea. Castanella? Castellaneta. Castella. You have the dude from The Simpsons. Doing the He's intro Homer, voiceover, right? um, which we never really t- touched on this. That intro is so weird. The cartoon animated intro. It's like yes. So like this movie is going to be too confusing for people. We need to set up this before they get into it. <laughs> well, and what I love about what I love about just how crazy it is. The intro scene has animated dinosaurs oh, talking with a Brooklyn, Brooklyn accents. Yes. So obviously set up for children. Yes. And then butts. And I love the punchline of it being in Brooklyn is so perfect because they start talking with Brooklyn, Brooklyn accents and we're like, why do they talk like that? And then it just goes like, it's like Brooklyn yeah. <laughs> on screen 65 million years ago. And it's yeah. like, this is the funniest thing in the Which world. I think is why I thought the nuns were in the alternate universe because they said, imagine that there had been a parallel universe where this didn't happen, and then they never really clarify what universe we're visiting, and so it's oh, just yeah. like they, I because was just then like, it was because then it's like it says Brooklyn again twenty years earlier. Yeah, so it doesn't clarify that we've moved on to the yeah. It doesn't say which universe we're living yeah, in. All I've seen that. is dinosaurs, <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're in the modern day. So anyway, that, sorry, things that, we love that makes sense. Uh, I can't help it; I have to strike it. We already mentioned no, that we love, love the music. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the um, music is great. I, I know that I already mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it again. Love the comedic timing of Iggy mm-hmm. Fisher-Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the things that don't make sense. Like, towards the end, when Mario and Luigi are fighting Koopa, or rather, when Mario is fighting Koopa, and Luigi needs to be getting the rest of the girls who were abducted back to safety, which, this movie is dark. Like, the entire plot is there are these women who are disappearing from Brooklyn, and, like, people don't really seem to care all that much. Like, there's some stuff in the news, but, like, eh, another woman's abducted. Whatever. Yeah. This movie's dark. Uh, so when Mario is going off to fight Koopa, and Luigi is taking the girls back to the portal to get uh, to get back to the real world, Mario says, 
here, Luigi, take my tools. And he tosses him his tool belt. <laughs> and Luigi says, here, Mario, take my belt. And he tosses him his tool belt. They traded tool belts for no reason. It's because of the, the pride flag, or his pride belt. Oh, yeah. It's his rainbow belt, and Mario yeah. did the rainbow belt. Does he ever actually use the Because we all belt? know that love wins. Yeah, yes. Was, yes, that's right. That is how he won, is through love. Through love. <laughs> also, let's talk about the <laughs> fact, like, so much of what happens in the, in the climax of this movie is batshit crazy. Like, it makes no sense. Okay, so they have their little standoff on the cat on the catwalk. Mm. Mario, he's like, I've got my secret weapon. It's the bob bomb. <laughs> he, he, he winds it up and sets it on the ground, and it's, you know, it's like one of those little, like, chattery teeth kind of things mm. where it just kind of, like, barely walks. It starts walking. First of all, there's a huge distance between the two of them. <laughs> yes. He sets it down the ground. It's walking very slowly. It's about to walk over a grate, which clearly it's not going to be able to walk through. <laughs> he sets it down. Koopa backs up like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then it ends up, like, falling through a crack. Then they go off into the other dimension and have their battle where Mario holds a mushroom up to block the thing. Like, why did he trust the fungus? Why did he even think this was a thing that could happen? It de-evolves the mushroom, and by de-evolving it, it just becomes huge. Shoots it back at them. Somehow. I don't even know. How, I don't know anything. None of that makes any sense. Uh -huh. But then whenever they end up pulling the rock back out of the asteroid, they go back into Dino Hatton. At this point, the bob bomb is still walking across the street, walks up a wall, which at this point, like... Because Reeboks are magical. Because yes. it has Reebok shoes. I think yes. that's it. The Reebok magnetic or sticky or whatever. Yeah, walks up the wall, upside down, and is walking across that grate, then blows up directly under Koopa. Yes. It's an incredible Who timing. thought this... Like, what... And the, and the fuse, the fuse is like, like one just, inch long. Yeah, and the fuse we're, is super tiny, but it manages to walk this incredible distance. Were the shoes in Back to the Future also Reeboks? They were no, Nikes. They were Nikes. Oh, They're okay. self-placing Nikes. Yeah. Yes. It's unfortunate. It so is, yes. Well, that's where the competition they is. They didn't have a big enough budget. I think Nike, Nike had the better deal of this. Yeah, so that's right. They had to go with Reeboks. <laughs> uh, other things that we love about this movie. It passes the Bechdel test. It does pass the idea, yeah. You have Daisy and Lena talking alone two women talking to each other not about relationships love, or men i really love those scenes so much because they're just so melodramatic they seem like they're from a completely different movie and even the score like changes and has this very like melodramatic like classical hollywood kind of thing and they're like even the way it's lit and like where they're in shadow and everything, it's just so, it seems like it's out of a totally different movie. Mm. It is, I don't even remember what they were talking about to be perfectly honest with you. They were talking about her parents. Some, oh yeah, that's right, it was about her parents because she so, was like, yeah, your father's still alive, he's fungus. So you have your mother's eyes. they were talking about a man, but I don't think that It wasn't like a romantic yeah, well, yeah, kind of yeah. thing, yeah. so. But yeah, like it's just so so, so progressive. weird, and yeah. just like the what the design in those scenes is so great, and like with the fireplace, and mm. I don't know, like I just love those scenes. They seem so, they just stick out so much to me. <laughs> Other things that we love, or the things that I love, uh, keeping with more of the absurdity. There's only one time that I noticed. There could have been another time that I missed. But there's only one Hail Koopa that I heard, and like I. I'd like to think that that guy was like, I'm going to get on Koopa's good side. I'm going to start a thing. Check this out. Hail Koopa. To which the guy responds, like, he doesn't respond. There's no other Hail Koopa. You don't have Koopa saying anything like, yeah, good on you. Let's keep that. No. Some dude walking out, just, Hail Koopa. I mean, oh, no. 
I, I guess. You have to talk about, I think you're the one that first made this observation about the cigarette. Oh, you yeah. have to talk about the cigarette. So, we didn't talk about the slide either. Yeah, because every eighties <laughs> and nineties movies has to have a scene where people are sliding down something with electric guitar playing in the with, background. Yeah, terrible. So uh, the way that Mario and Luigi are trying to rescue Daisy <laughs> is they're going to turn off the heating system, which somehow Mario magically understands <laughs> how Dino plumbing works because he's worked with pl- with pipes his whole life. Right. That's how he can hear echoes so in a chamber and know exactly where the person is. That's a whole nother thing that we're so not going to they, lo- they implement the plumbing aspect. Which <laughs> yeah. never, it's funny too because in the games, like the fact that Mario's a plumber really doesn't have anything yeah. to do with anything. No, it really game. doesn't. Yeah. They really lean heavily in on the fact that Mario's a plumber and that's how he knows how to do. Yeah. Like, if they were not plumbers, they would not have defeated Koopa in the end. That is yeah. true. Like, at all. And they would just been like, well, oh well. Fine. <laughs> if they weren't plumbers, they wouldn't have even gone in there because they would have run away from uh, whatever his name oh, is. Yeah, that's right, because they had to uh, go in and fix sorry. the pipes that Scapelli... Scapelli, who, who had also, names. Also, it's, so it's so convenient that they were trying to sabotage the dino dig by messing up the pipes, and then there just happened to be a plumber there. Yes. Well, an apprentice plumber, because because it, it, the thing messes up. He's like, I know just what to do. Let's go all the way back across <laughs> town and get Mario while this is, chamber's being flooded. Then, but like, and, come back and fix it. But, and when they sabotaged, they were wearing white T-shirts with the <laughs> logo uh-huh. And the name on it, so they're not even good. Yeah, plausible deniability. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Wasn't me. Why would I do this if I was wearing a shirt of the that's thing right. that I was doing? That's Wasn't right. me. <laughs> What's I even talking about? Oh, right. Oh, so yeah. the way that they're going to rescue Daisy yeah. is by basically freezing out the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which plays no impact whatsoever until they actually get to the room with all the other girls, where then the warm-blooded people as opposed to the cold-blooded reptiles, <laughs> mention the fact that it's cold. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's just a mention. They literally um, needed it just to freeze the pipe so they could slide down it. Yes. So how ineffective <laughs> must their air conditioning wrote. be where it freezes the pipes solid enough to where they can slide down them on a giant mattress? Only on a giant mattress, though. When they get knocked off the mattress, they just stop. Well, no, the stuff. one uh, Goomba rode down on the other Goomba, like a Goomba sled. Yes, but that's true. But the one got after there was a random hole in the sled where they could stick a wrench in. But But, that's a whole nother thing. But how ineffective is their air conditioning where it freezes that solid but has like no other impact anywhere else? (laughs) Yeah, you know, like you probably need to call an HVAC specialist. It's strange because not a plumber. That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for a plumber to understand how to turn off the HVAC system. I don't system. want to know like what those are two separate things. They're playing, like we're gonna freeze them out. Like why? What's what the, like what was their goal? And know, like and it didn't even like help them in any way other than like it's like Mario was like we need to freeze them out so that way we can make sure this pipe is frozen so that way we can make a daring escape on a Goomba mattress. Yeah. So what started all of this is as they're sliding down, one of the girls who had been smoking in the room still has her cigarette the entire slide down and not just like she has her cigarette you know like she's not holding it like a normal person she's holding it you know like a brooklyn woman of the night (laughs) like just still just like ah with it kind of (laughs) next to her face just the entire way and it is still lit by the time Mm -hmm. that they float through the air on a mattress and land gently 
on the ground. It has an amazing, like, well, horizontal spread to it, <laughs> as if it had like five sets of wings. They're like, that yeah, were they're flapping. like going down like a forty-five degree. Yeah, it like. is. Yeah, <laughs> it just follows the uh, the trajectory of the slide. Yeah, which reminds me too, going off topic, but like whenever they were escaping <laughs> from this the, episode, whenever they're escaping topic. from the most like the movie. Whenever they were escaping from the prison, there's just like random zip line that they hop onto, which leads them down into a hallway. Sure. Like they're just, they're about to escape. They're like, oh, check it out, a zip line. And then they like go, like, what in the world? Oh, yeah, when they're getting out of jail. Oh, they're like up just, on the catwalk and they're like, oh, look. Yeah. Uh, so, did either of you notice when they were escaping and like he's undoing the screws on the air conditioning vent, which, why is it even that big to begin with? Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there was a poster in the background of a Goomba, like, in military gear, and it was very, like, it was propaganda itself. Maybe a Goomba was running against Koopa. Like, maybe mm-hmm. that's how he won, is he had just, like, a, a shell person mm-hmm. yeah. being like, oh, yeah, it's me or this one. <laughs> you know what? I, I am in my... I, I think I'm going... I'm, I'm, again, off topic, but <laughs> going with the Spike and Iggy thing, how you think that they had something to do with whatever happens in the sequel... At one point they call that like they get super smart. At one point they actually call Koopa a fascist. So maybe what happens is they try to take over and they go in the total opposite direction and create mm. like a communist kind of. You know kind that of, could be it, that. especially <clears throat> if they went back to uh, a monarchy and had a king. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, maybe they're like, whoa, wait a second, like this is totally wrong. It didn't work out at all. Yeah, Let's- we just left the rule of one person ruling everything. Now we're straight back to that. Yeah. He couldn't even protect himself mm. from this other person. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Contact with these Super Mario Brothers archive mm. people and yeah. ha- and have them hire us as the writers yeah. for yes. the sequel. Just have Iggy and Spike become I like that a lot. <clears throat> also, even though they're quote super smart because they use big words after they come out of yeah, the evolution that's chamber. The, that's how they become super mm-hmm. smart. Yes. Well, not just that. You pointed out as they were driving in the desert Iggy is still looking through binoculars as they're driving. <laughs> Two seconds later, they drive off a cliff. <laughs> Into like a sand, like yeah. quick sand pit. Mm-hmm. They're still not bright. Mm-hmm. They are like college freshmen taking a philosophy course yeah. smart. Well, if you ever met where, those... like they use lots yeah. of big words, then you ask them any sort of question, it's just like, oh, well, you know. Plato once said, no, he didn't. Yeah, but if you ever <laughs> met somebody who's so smart, they lack a lot of other commonsensical things, you know? I think maybe they skipped the phase and got to the entire other pendulum. I I think... Like they're meditating on, on problems of the world as they're driving, not realizing that they're about to run off a cliff. Yeah, no, I think that, like, I, I think that it is much like someone taking an intro to philosophy course where they're introduced to all this new information, and so they try to use as much of that as possible, but they don't actually know what they're doing. Well, and I, I wonder, like, how, like, evolving even works. Like, how your brain gets bigger, but how do you get new knowledge? Like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, just because, I don't know, like, it just doesn't make much sense to <laughs> just me. Just because like, their brain Your grows. brain is bigger, so you become smarter and learn all of these things that you didn't know before. Like, <laughs> And the size of their heads didn't change. You know, yes. like, when, uh, the, when people yeah. devolved into Goombas, their head trunk and their brain trunk. Uh, yeah, that's, well, it shows, there's, like, that little CRT monitor or whatever where it shows when, when, uh... Spike. When Iggy. Spike goes in the first time, I don't know, the first one, Yeah, it shows his brain like being really tiny. And so his brain gets bigger on the inside. 
So like, I guess he was originally like sort of like somewhere in between a Goomba and a smart mm. person. So I don't know. I guess there was just a lot of empty space inside his noggin. Th- think of the all the cranial pressure that would have caused. If your, body, think, yeah. <laughs> your body is in a state of equilibrium, like that is a thing that happens to keep anything that is living alive. So if they had lived, what, 30 years, 20, 30 years, being that way, obviously their tiny brain was supposed to fit in their head the way that it did. It wasn't like jostling around, you know? Like when, because if it was a tiny little brain and nothing else in there, mm-hmm. then it, it it would just be bouncing around and they would be brain dead. There must have been a whole lot of fluid keeping their brains in place. So when their brains grew, their heads would have exploded. I'm entirely convinced that nobody has ever put this much thought into this movie. <laughs> Not even the people who Me made too. it. Me too. Yes. Especially not the people who made it. Their head should have exploded is all I'm saying. That would have been a great way for that to, to end. Like, he's like, all right, we're going to evolve you, evolve you, and then his brain gets bigger, and then his head just explodes. <laughs> and just, you just, well, see, just see that fluid coming out of the ears. It's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Other things we love. I, I genuinely love how dark this movie is. Like, get past a lot of the, oh, it's supposed to be a video game, but it failed, and all, like, women disappearing, Koopa being super sleazy, oh, like so it bad. is. Yoshi being stabbed. Yeah, oh, Yoshi gets stabbed. Like that's so horrible. He's neck. a cute little yes. tiny dinosaur, and he's super sweet. Yeah. And like, oh. also, I love that they actually make Yoshi like kind of like Yoshi because he actually has his tongue that comes out and wraps mm-hmm. around uh, Lena's foot. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's actually like fairly true to the video game. Like, might be the most thing. true character. <laughs> and also, what's kind of thing. interesting, I think that the movie came out before Yoshi, or like right around the time that Yoshi was actually. Yeah. Yoshi didn't show up till Mario Brothers three, right? It was Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario, Brothers Super, Super Mario World, um, oh, the oh, one yeah. for Super Nintendo, which I think was nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one. So it really was very recent. Oh, okay, but so it was just during the production of the movie that Yoshi was like they just kind of threw him in there. So if, if he had been more video game uh, realistic though, or more true to the video game, he should have been enormous. That's true. You know, big enough for Bob Hoskins to ride on oh, him. Oh man, why and had a saddle. That would have yeah. been a great yeah thing if instead of like getting in the car to get back into Dino Hatton or like during the <laughs> police chase, he should have just jumped on Yoshi. Yeah, that would have been great. So awesome. Maybe <sighs> that's uh, why they have blue in Jurassic World. Oh, yes. Like maybe Chris Pratt is supposed to be Mario <laughs> and the Raptors are supposed to be Yoshi. <laughs> Again, I, I, I like I to imagine that there are a whole lot of secret admirers of yeah. Super Mario Brothers <laughs> and they're just like Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Brothers. Yes. Super Mario Bros. And they're just like incorporating all of these tiny little yes. like secret connections. You can learn a lot from this movie for sure. This this movie is... Well, we know that the Russo brothers or whoever adopted the special effects for Avengers. And uh-huh. then Donald Trump based a lot of his mm-hmm. campaign stuff uh-huh. on, off of this movie. Yeah. He wanted to be, like, I imagine when he ran for president, he's like, I want to be like that guy. I want, <laughs> I want to have absolute power over yes. these people. Good set of hair. Good set of hair. He saw like he saw Koopa's hair. He's like, I love his hair. <laughs> yes. Koopa's more well spoken though. But yeah. Very true. He's very eloquent. Yeah. That's yeah, the it, only real he, difference. He has all the best words. <laughs> he, he actually has all the best words. <laughs> oh man. His words are <clears throat> excellent. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dino puns. Just, you know, 
Oh, yeah. So, uh, Koopa, wearing his, like, black alligator leather suit and shoes, are they also just, like, straight-up murdering relatives to make clothes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's... Like, He could have gone he's to... definitely wearing, like, yeah. some kind of snake reptile skin, something yeah. or another. And yeah. Lena, when they're in the mud pit, just holding a snake. And she eats a snake, yeah. a tiny little worm snake yeah. thing. I thought it was just a worm. I guess it's just a worm, but it goes, It could have been a snake. As it goes down her throat. It definitely... doesn't go yeah. away, but it really makes a noise. It's like, eee! as it goes down her throat. <laughs> so apparently even the worms have evolved to be able to <laughs> make noises. Yeah, they can yell in agony. Oh, oh. man. Which I would like. I imagine that he's not even in agony. He's just he's excited. He's going down a slide. He's yeah. like, he gets to go down a slide too. <laughs> Until he lands in the. Everybody <laughs> loves slides in the nineties. <laughs> Does not have as uh, gentle of a landing as the uh, no the the mattress. Uh, other things that that we love the um, the technological advances mm-hmm. of having their cars run on electricity. Yeah. Very progressive. The environmentalist showed his path in that Definitely. one. Definitely, it, mm-hmm. it kind of was a really green city. Yeah, I know. Mean, yeah, like which doesn't make any sense on why it's so dirty because yeah. most yeah. of the cars ran on electricity. Yeah, which was a great use of like, all right, let's take bumper car mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, but just like have occasional things sending electricity, mm-hmm. much like the antenna that Doc Brown puts on the back oh, of the DeLorean. Mm, yeah, 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 There's almost as right. many Back to the Future connections as Trump connections. That's right. <laughs> That's very and true. the Trump connection could also be a Back to the Future connection. Uh, yeah. Well, and they went in the past, sort of, kind of. Well, and it's really yeah. funny, too, because like in that interview with uh, the screenwriter, he talks about how they really tried to, when they were writing it, Ghostbusters was actually their point of reference. Like, they were trying to make Ghostbusters. Although, they and they said that Mario was originally very, like, Bill Murray-esque until... Bob Hoskins was cast and they kind of changed the character a little bit. But, so it's funny that so much of it reminds us of Back to the Future when they were going for Ghostbusters. It, 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 more in terms of tone, which I guess... Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. If it had been just like a little darker. Mm-hmm. A little bit. If it had been a little darker, it would have been like Ghostbusters? I think so. I don't know. Ghostbusters had some dark moments, but there was a lot of lightheartedness. This one was just... Ghostbusters also has a lot of WTF moments, just like this movie. Like well, yeah, that's... Ghost. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's is that the first one or the second one? I think it's the, the, the first one. one. Pretty it? sure it's the first one. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Hecker's yeah. like, I want this scene. Yeah. This movie. Bill Murray was the key weird. master. One of my favorite the... things about that movie is that that scene is there, and it has... Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, like, it was... It was part of a much longer thing that was cut out, and yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Why is the why is the town so dirty? Like, if they run on electricity, mm-hmm. like we don't really see any coal or gas being used. Well, no. I just there's got. I mean, there's the fireballs, but other than that, I have a pretty rudimentary understanding of like where oil and coal and stuff come from. But like, if there isn't there like some sort of like, is, doesn't that have relate to like? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I'm, I'm try, I don't know how I'm trying, what I'm trying to say exactly. Like, oil is fossilized. It's fossilized. Yeah. Dinos, maybe. Yeah. In a that way. Yeah. Like, crushed into fluid. Mm-hmm. So, that doesn't make any sense on where they would get oil. Unless that's what that dump truck was doing, was like harvesting the dead. Yeah, it yeah. was going on. Okay, yeah, that is true. Like, they were out in the desert. There was a dump truck out in the desert. Like, what exactly is it that they're doing? Are they just unloading the, the crap out? 
in the desert? Like, is that where the, the dump is? And if that's the case, like, they have so much desert where they could put all of their trash, so why is the city so trashy? Like, it they has have a to very be the, inefficient yeah. like, public works system in this place. It has to be the way the energy is generated. Obviously, they probably didn't think about this side either, but, I mean, yeah, well, if it's generated by burning oil or coal or whatever... Burning I think trash. The thing about it more like, uh, more like Star Wars, because... Uh-huh. We've not talked about Star Wars yet. So think about it like Coruscant, mm-hmm. where you have like the upper level where all of the rich people doing their politicky stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And then you have like that seedy underbelly yeah. where you have people running around offering death sticks. Star Wars, you're dumb sometimes. I love you, but you're dumb. Mm. Got his Obi-Wan doing his noir thing. <laughs> so like maybe it's like that. Like maybe the reason that the city is so dirty is because that's not where Koopa really spends any of his time and like mm-hmm. why he's so like just ill yeah. is he's typically up in his you know it's weird that you would be such a germaphobe yeah. yeah he lives in this world you think that being a germaphobe and an environmentalist he would be very interested in keeping his city very neat and clean mm-hmm. but his tower is very clean like it is very shiny it is very futuristic it is very pointy other than where it's falling apart other than where it's falling apart to the inside mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah it's, it's like yeah. a sterile hospital that is true yeah so maybe that's what's happening. It's just all of the electricity is being funneled up to his de-evolution chamber and... I love... No, because the de-evolution chamber is like right next to the police station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that makes sense. We just... Yeah. We're making a mistake in trying to... Yeah, I think... logic of this Yeah. Point. I'm going with they burn too much fossilized oil. Sure. And that's... Because, you know, you have all these electric cars, so it uses more power than a normal city. So you have to generate somewhere. I, I, and there's I no sun. Like, well, I guess there's in the desert, but... Maybe the cars are <laughs> generating the electricity, which are charging up the cables, which are then charging up the cars. So kind of like... A uh, symbiotic in, kind of... Yeah, thing. like with uh, with electric cars, where when you put on the brake, like that charges mm-hmm. up that kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like that. Like the cars doing things are charging up, because you have that one thing on the front that is creating all those sparks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe that's, oh, yeah, that's true. There are, it is that makes sense because yeah, all of the cars do have like sparks coming out of them, and not ne- not just where their rod yeah. attaches. And to they the can command. run without the rod being attached, but For a little bit. Yes, yeah. but if we're talking like in a real world type of sense, you can't generate more energy than you use. You can't like you can't sustain the amount of energy you're you're using it and it would eventually drain. So the energy has to get pulled from somewhere. Anyway, we should probably get off this topic. I was going to say, this is a very, yeah. we're getting way off topic. Uh, the cars had GPS. <laughs> they I, did. I, I thought about that. They that did very, have GPS. Very progressive in some ways. Very limited GPS, yeah. like only within the city. Just like as soon blips. as they left the grid. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to see outside the grid anyway. Yeah. Well, except the Statue of Liberty. It must have been tracking <laughs> it again, like with that electronic grid where like every time they went through, like that also tracked oh, where they yeah, were. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this movie is fascinating. So fascinating. All right, there's probably more that we could say about it, um, but I feel like we've said a lot. Mm-hmm. So we in, lost our audience a long time ago. Yeah, to be honest. we are the nobody, audience. Nobody, <laughs> nobody other than the the movie database people. Yeah, would be I, willing to listen to this. You know what? Uh, Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive, whatever your website is, I've forgotten it. What is it? SMB SMBmovie.com. SMB, SMBmovie.com, guys. Uh, if you're listening to this, let us know. We genuinely love this movie. Uh, we have lots of ideas. Uh, all right, so in most the of final... Us. Most of us. Uh, most of us, most of us, most of us genuinely love this movie. I speak for all of us. Yeah. 
Okay. By all of us, I mean the people in my head. I no. yield to the podcaster. <laughs> Any final words about Super Mario Bros. or things that you love about it? I, again, if you leave the Mario Brothers out, this movie actually could work a little better. But it, it it's it's memorable. It's memorable. Eye popping special effects. Yes, eye popping. That's my final word. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like if you for some reason have not seen this movie and still listen to all the way up to this point, like absolutely give it a try because it is fascinating in so many different ways. And it is, it's entertaining. I mean, like whether it really works as a movie in terms of like plot or character or development or any kind of like seamlessness or anything like <laughs> it, I mean, whether it works as a movie, it's supposed to make sense objectively. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can really make that case, but it is just entertaining. Like it's fun to watch. It's fun to discuss. Like it's fascinating. Uh, watch it with friends and watch it with friends. Like yeah, yeah, I feel like watching it by yourself. It's probably not nearly as entertaining. And some strong drink might not help either, <laughs> or might not hurt either. Just turn uh, turn the movie into a drinking game. Yeah. Either oh, we need to with, create a drinking game for this. Movie. Well, uh, there are three options. Option one is when there's an actual video game reference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, these are like actual drinking games or if someone has actually done this. This is just what I'm coming up with now. And on smbmovie.com, they have a list of all of the video game references. So you can use that to figure out to whether figure or not out you whether need it to is. use like whiskey mm-hmm. or cheap watered yeah. down beer <laughs> in terms of not going to the hospital with uh, alcohol poisoning. So either actual video game references that work mm-hmm. or continuity errors. Mm-hmm. There's enough of those, but yeah, that one might be a little bit harder to do. Um, or anytime that they say something where if you turn it into a double entendre, it oh, man, works. This movie has so much innuendo, and I have a feeling at least 60% of it is intentional. Maybe even more. I I don't know. Like, I know that some of it we were we were reaching there are definitely times that i think that they're like trying to be a bit something with it yeah but like at the end with the last piece of the meteorite which is in the meteorite pretty much all of the dialogue surrounding that um if you're not drunk by then that might kill you (laughs) (laughs) if you go with the like innuendo double entendre type of thing Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's, that's a thing that could happen. Uh, yep. <laughs> so plenty of ways you can enjoy this movie. It is it is a lot of fun. I, I will not speak for the two of you, but I genuinely love this movie. I'm not going to say it's good. There's a lot of stuff that is very fascinating about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's kind of hard to really recommend in a way, unless mm-hmm. you know the person, unless, you, unless you're somebody like us who just enjoys movies like this. Yeah. yeah. It's quote a good unquote, bad it's, movies. It's a good social event because you have plenty you can say during the movie well, with and, your friends. I mean, if you've never played the video game, mm-hmm. if you've never played Mario like <clears throat> at all, mm-hmm. then and you just like eighties sci fi ish action movies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it works. Yeah, sure. It's a bit kiddish at times, but mm-hmm. then there are butts. Yes. Singular butt. <laughs> then there is a butt. Then there's a butt so. dancing on top of a bar. Like it'd be different if she was just like in the background. No, like, this is obviously the type of bar that someone can get up and just be dancing on the bar, and they're like, all right, yeah, cool. And it's called the <laughs> Boom Boom Club. Well, and yes, too, I mean... The, even the dance between Mario and... I don't even remember the character's name, but the... the like red Bertha lady, or whatever Bertha her name or is. He's like... 
he's trying to be sneaky in terms and like get the crystal off of her, but he's like trying to grab it off of her breasts with his mouth. And like, <laughs> I mean, all right. So I thought that we were done talking about this movie. I don't know. Or not. It's hard not to. Because there are two to. more things that I oh, forgot no. about. Talking about the one that I feel like has less of a conversation surrounding it. When they get to the Boom Boom Club and they check their plumbing gear. Oh, yes. I can't believe we didn't mention this. <laughs> they are fugitive plumbers and they check their plumbing gear. What is wrong with them? Why did they even have it with them? <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, why couldn't they have just stashed I... it somewhere before they walk in? They obviously stopped somewhere to get their, like, Dumb and Dumber outfits. Well, <laughs> and that's the second point that I want to focus on, at least for a few minutes, because I, it is fascinating, and, and I know that we've been talking for a while, but where they got the outfits, Luigi says something about, like, how they're kind of effeminate. And I think it's Iggy says, it used to be my ex-wife's. So at some point, Iggy and Spike were married, but have been divorced. But more importantly, their wives wore suits, matching suits. Yeah, that's so I, weird. I'm, I, I, I just wonder, because I don't think that we see, well, no, we kind of see uh, Lena wear like some business woman attire, sort of. But then she also shows up at the club like very S and M like. But yeah, like I, I want to know more about Iggy's ex-wife <laughs> and why she had a suit that would fit Luigi, and why Izzy's ex-wife, or maybe it was uh, uh, Spike. I mean, maybe it was uh, Iggy for both of them. Like maybe he had two ex-wives <laughs> <laughs> with exact same taste. One of them was just shorter and plumper, like. Maybe they were friends at first, mm. and then like he was with one of them, and then cheated, and was with yeah. the other one, and they had a matching outfits at one point, and then yeah. like they no longer had those matching outfits because one of them betrayed the other one by being with and then, this wonderful wh man. Why? Why did they have to change outfits? Why did they make such a point of it that they wanted to say this was my ex-wife's? Like, they, like the the amount of thought they put into this versus other things. It's just <laughs> like. And well, as much as I love John Leguizamo, as I much as I love Luigi, it's probably ad libbed. Yeah, well, it's like as much as I love Luigi in this movie. You know, he's dumb, but whatever. I don't care. He's still a great character. What does that say about him as a person to think that a suit <laughs> is feminine? Very feminine. And then it turns out that it legitimately is feminine, <laughs> and it's his wife, ex-wife, or the yeah. ex-wife. So weird. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, and the fact that when Luigi first meets Daisy, it's like, hey, we have a van. Like, <laughs> I love you, Luigi, but I, I don't know. You might not be quite as good mm -hmm. of a person as, uh, as I originally thought. <laughs> Please get in our van. We'll take you places. <laughs> May not be places yeah. you want to go, but places. Yeah, as the older mustachioed one says, what my brother's trying to say is, uh, you know, he's not good with the words. He's got some tools, though. Gosh, I love Bob Hoskins' accent in this movie. He's wake. We need to get some wake. Bob Hoskins is just Bob Hoskins. Mm -hmm. So good just in everything that he does, and I love him. Uh, so that was my final comment. <laughs> was just that, that, that tangent. <laughs> that tangent on the the suits when they show up. Um, all right, we we have so much more in store. We have more Harry Potter movies. We have Galaxy Quest. So, so many movies that we're going to go through. So if you enjoyed this one, uh, keep 
coming back in and listening to them. Uh, do either of you want to give your social medias on where people can follow you? If not, totally cool. But you know, I've got case. nothing. I've got nothing. You have, you have a YouTube. I do have a YouTube that I haven't done anything in a while on. But yeah, I'll. I'll no, I'm fine. All right, I can be invisible. Adam exists, but don't worry yes. about him. Search oh. long and hard. <laughs> hey uh, oh. Don't search that in Google. <laughs> no. That, that is not a literal. Is not, I'm not telling you to literally search not, that. Please do not search so, long and hard. Yes. You will not find me, but you will find other things, I'm sure. Oh How do we find Adam? Google long and hard. <laughs> and boom boom plug. <laughs> I wonder what you if you, when you Google Boom Boom Club, are you actually going to find this <laughs> this movie references uh, to this movie, or are you going to find something totally I, not kid friendly? I don't know. It looks like we have something that's about to come. Up. Do you have a social you'd like to share? Um, well, in case you feel like you can't trust my judgment on movies based on the fact that I like this movie, you can check me out on Letterboxd to look at how I rate other movies because I assure you. I do like movies that are legitimately great. So you can look at my ratings. I have reviews on there. Um, Eric, I think my my actual username is just Eric J E R S E J A Y. Um, but I think if you search Eric Harris, I'm on there. Or you can follow me on Twitter. It's Eric J Harris spelled out. The word J is spelled out. J A Y. Which also has a link to my Letterbox D account, which is where I spend most of my time now because it is awesome and if you've never used letterboxd you guys should totally jump on that because it is so much fun it's basically like facebook for movies mm. yeah you know, rate and movies and add reviews and created like you can do a diary of the movies that you've watched so you can go back and be like oh when did i watch this movie hmm. not that and anybody arms. really needs anything like that but i'm an obsessive like mm. person and i like to do stuff like that and you can make lists it's super easy to make lists of like ranked movies and and Just, on one of the episodes, we're going to do Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, no. Because you only gave it a three. This is something I almost mentioned because whenever <laughs> I talk about people trusting my judgment on movies, it's be like, as Nathan does not trust my judgment on movies because I gave Creature from the Black Lagoon three stars. We'll get into really, that later because that is a, it is a completely different conversation. This is I a, will spend hours talking about Three Creature stars from is Black a good Lagoon. review in my head. Three stars is a good review. The, all right, so I enjoy movie. If I give a movie three stars, that means I liked it. You don't. Okay. Although we'll, we'll it is a sixty later, percent, which I, would technically be failing in terms of. I will say the things that you said about it in your review are accurate. However, the things that you're just like, oh yeah, like the only parts about it that I liked were this. That was kind of cool. It's like no, no, no. You're, if you focus on this and look at it through this lens, <laughs> this is why it is a masterpiece. And the things you were like, oh, I didn't like this. Okay, fine, whatever. I just like, whatever. Annoying, but who cares? <laughs> not the focus. The focus is not about the people. I think it my... is about the underwater scenes. It's not fun to think of it as a prequel to Shape of Water. It is the essence of Shape of Water. And well, and it's interesting because I, I listened podcast, to <laughs> the audiobook of Shape of Water, and they actually like go into detail about like how they captured the creature, and it is like they almost entirely lifted. The yeah. plot of Creature from the Black Lagoon, only with uh, Strickland. I can't remember it. Yeah, I mean, Cameron Del Toro talks about like how he loves that movie. Anyways, it's totally a sequel. Anyway, we'll, yeah, we we'll should definitely, we should episode. definitely do because I love The Shape of Water. It's such a great movie. We should do a podcast on that. Yeah, we, what, so many. Uh, all right, you can follow me on Twitter yeah. at the underscore gargoyle. 
on Facebook and Instagram at The Gargoyle. No underscores or spaces or dashes or anything, just The Gargoyle. Um, you can follow me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Anchor.fm, um, and you can just find links to all of this at my site, gargoylereviews.wixsite.com slash the gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E, because it is a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater. It's yeah. so clever. It's, Man, you have this dumb hat. Like, I, I I've struggled to get my Twitter so handle out. <laughs> done so many episodes at this point, I'm just you're like, so, oh yeah, You're very well connected on the social medias. I, I guess I want to be I want more people to follow so if you enjoyed this episode uh, let us know leave some feedback leave some reviews let us know what other movies you want us to cover obscure or otherwise um, it is the 25th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers there are going to be I think screenings of this movie at various theaters so if one is playing around you go to it um, I'm fairly certain well, I know for a fact that Central Cinema up in Knoxville has talked about including it uh, in part of their opening lineup. I don't know if that is actually going to happen or if it's more more of just a, oh, yeah, we totally should. I don't know. Um, but if they do, go to Central Cinema and just support them in general because they're a lot of fun. And, yeah, leave some reviews. Let us know what you think. And follow us. And don't Google long and hard. And don't Google Boom Boom Club because you will not find anything related to Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> you, you won't. Just good life advice. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do Google it. Whatever. It's your life. Do what you want. Just be responsible. <laughs> we should always, we should, you should end all of your podcasts with like some life advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to boom, boom, do it responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Alright, so that's been it. Uh, as always, you can find me and Adam and Eric wherever geekery and or bad movies abound because we love them. Okay, bye. Bye. Peace out. Boom, boom.